Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we study the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 2 Timothy. Today is episode 708, and we're looking at 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 9 through 15. Let's read the passage. Make every effort to come to me soon, because Demas has deserted me, since he loved this present world and has gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia. Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Bring Mark with you, for he is useful to me in the ministry. I've sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak I left in Troas with Carpus, as well as the scrolls, especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did great harm to me. The Lord will repay him according to his works. Watch out for him yourself, because he strongly opposed our words. This is Paul's Second letter to Timothy. Paul had left Timothy in Ephesus to Paul had left Timothy in Ephesus to deal with false teachers. He had to deal with some leadership issues because some of the leaders apparently were following the false teachers and Timothy was going to have to discipline those leaders, remove them from leadership, replace them with new leaders. Well that was three or four years ago, and it seems that Timothy is still in Ephesus. Paul now is in prison in Rome and probably waiting execution. And so we're at the point here in 2 Timothy where Paul's wrapping things up. He's pretty much finished with all his instructions for Timothy. Now it seems it's mostly a lot of personal notes. So let's dive into it. Starting in verse 9, he says, Make every effort to come to me soon. So that's where we see that Paul desires for Timothy to leave Ephesus come to him in Rome to join him there. Now he doesn't say why he wants him there other than he cares for Timothy and Timothy can help Paul in whatever remaining time he has in his ministry, but he desires for Timothy to come. He doesn't say, please, if you get around to it, he just says, make every effort to come to me soon. Then he adds in verse 10, because Demas has deserted me since he loved this present world and has gone to Thessalonica. Well, we saw Demas in Paul's letter to the Colossians and to Philemon. He mentioned in both of those that Demas was with him. He mentioned several people that were with him, and one of them was Demas. He says that he loves the present world and has gone to Thessalonica. This might be something of a word play, because just in verse 8 he had talked about the crown of righteousness for those who loved his appearing. So the contrast here is Demas loves the present world instead. Now, we don't know what to make of this too much because he doesn't give any more details than this. But in Philemon 24, Demas is mentioned alongside Aristarchus. And we saw Aristarchus in Acts, Acts for chapter 20, verse 4. We know Aristarchus was from Thessalonica. So the fact that Demas has gone to Thessalonica, do we make anything from that? Maybe it's his hometown. We don't know. He says he deserted Paul. Now it's a different Greek word than was used in chapter 1 verse 15. That's where he said all those in Asia have deserted me. The nuance there was they had deserted the faith. They had deserted the gospel, rejected the gospel. This is a different word, but it's also a different nuance. It also sounds 
more personal than just deserting the faith. Demas has run out on me. Now, did he actually abandon the faith, abandon the gospel, or just abandon Paul personally? Don't know. It could be similar to John Mark when he was with Paul and Barnabas on the first missionary journey. When Mark said, I can't do this, and left and went home back to Jerusalem, and Paul was very upset over that. It could be a similar thing where Demas has not actually deserted the faith. He's just decided things are a little too tense here in Rome. I think I'll go home to Thessalonica. We don't know any more than that. He continues about people. He says, Crescens has gone to Galatia. Now the implication is that Paul has sent him to Galatia. And Galatia is a pretty broad word. It can mean a lot of things from the province of Galatia to northern Galatia. But the, the point there is this man has been sent by Paul on ministry work. And Titus to Dalmatia. And we know Titus. We've seen him several times before. And in Paul's letter to Titus, he he said he was sending someone to relieve Titus, and he wanted Titus to meet him in Nicopolis. Dalmatia is a little bit north of Nicopolis, there on the western coast of Greece. Then verse 11, only Luke is with me. So Paul's not completely alone. Luke is with him. Now, does that mean only of his faithful, trusted group Luke is there? Or is Luke singular the only one there it's hard to say and and how is luke with him since paul's likely in prison now versus the first imprisonment when he was under house arrest and people could more be with him so is luke there in rome and sees paul as much as he can while paul is in prison we, we don't know the arrangements but luke is there he continues says bring mark with you He's useful to me in the ministry. Well, Paul was very upset when Mark left them on the first missionary journey. In fact, he and Barnabas split when Barnabas wanted to bring Mark along on the second missionary journey. And Paul said, I'm not having any of that. So obviously, there's been reconciliation. Paul considers Mark very useful in ministry. And so he asked Timothy to bring Mark along. Now, in Colossians, Paul had said that if Mark comes, treat him well. Now, Colossians is, is maybe within 100 miles of Ephesus, so likely Mark is still in the vicinity, and so it may not be too much trouble for Timothy to link up with Mark, and both of them travel to Rome to see Paul. In verse 12, I sent Tychicus to Ephesus. Well, we've seen Tychicus before. Tychicus was the courier of the letters to the Colossian church, the Ephesian church, and Philemon. And in Titus 3.12, Paul said that he was sending either Artemis or Tychicus to relieve Titus in Crete so that Titus could then leave Crete and come and join him in Nicopolis. So the assumption here is he sent Artemis not Tychicus, and now he's sending Tychicus to Ephesus. And it may be Tychicus is actually carrying this letter, Second Timothy. In verse 13, when you come, 
bring the cloak I left in Troas with Carpus, as well the scrolls, especially the parchments. There's a lot of speculation as to why he left these things in Troas. This is what supports the theory that Paul was arrested in Troas, that he had bought, potentially gone to Spain with Titus, came back to the coast of Asia there at Troas, and was arrested there. And that's why he left these things there. It, it could be, maybe not. But he said, bring the cloak I left with Carpus. Now, a cloak means it's a heavy cape, basically, that Paul would have very useful in, in prison when it gets cold. He says to bring that, but along with the scrolls and especially the parchments. Now, what are the scrolls and the parchments? Now, the word scroll is the word biblia. Now, the word biblias means book. So, biblia basically means little book. So, it could be a little book, a little scroll, or even a document. It could be mean a lot of things. So, we can't make too much of it. We think about these giant scrolls that the books of the Old Testament are on. It, it actually is a, a diminutive form of biblios, which means little scroll. Are they segments of the Old Testament? Don't know. They could be his personal notes. But he also says bring the parchments. And the parchments, the, the Greek word is membrana because it's actually made from animal skins. These could be anything. They could be Old Testament books. They could be his personal notebooks. They, they could be a lot of things. So we don't know any more than that other than Paul wants them. And so when you leave Ephesus, get a hold of Mark, bring him, go via Troas, pick up my cloak and my scrolls and parchments, and then bring them to Rome. Verse 14 and 15. Alexander the coppersmith did great harm to me. The Lord will repay him according to his works. Watch out for him yourself, because he strongly opposed our words. So who's Alexander the coppersmith? Well, there was a guy named Alexander. We saw in First Timothy that Paul had ejected for being part of the false teachers. Is this the same guy? Maybe, but it seems that he's in Troas and identifies him as Alexander the coppersmith, which we didn't see earlier. So there's several people named Alexander in the New Testament. It's a common name. I suspect Alexander the coppersmith identifies him as a unique person that we don't see anywhere else. He says he did great harm to me. We don't know what that means. It could be translated as he accused me of great evil. And maybe that's the issue, is Alexander was the one that got him in trouble with the Roman authorities and brought about his arrest. And that goes along with the idea that Paul was arrested in Troas. And Alexander had something to do with it. It's conjecture. We don't know. But he did something because he opposes the gospel. Wasn't a personal beef. He opposes the gospel. And he did something to greatly harm Paul. I suspect it did have something to do with Paul's arrest. And so Paul's words to Timothy are, be careful, watch out for him, steer clear of him. So are there any lessons here for us? Not so many. It really, it's 
we just get a better sense of Paul and his situation and what he's been going through and who he's with and how some of his team are deployed all over the place. So Paul is desiring Timothy to come, bring Mark, go via Troas, get his stuff, and bring it to Rome. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we finish 2 Timothy.